Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast, episode 47. I am joined by Chase Ross, who is not from here, but has traveled to be in Missoula, Montana, and talk with us about penises. Thank you so much. No problem. I have literally traveled this entire, entire way just to talk about <laughs> penises with you today. Literally, all the way from Montreal, 16-hour flight, no problem. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, oh gosh, I wish it was true. Well, whatever it is, I'm going to believe it. Here we have. So if you want to reach this amazing person, I'm going to talk about dick with. We have uppercasechase.com. Your uppercase Chase One on YouTube and at Chase Ross on Twitter. Yes. And, and Tumblr. Maybe? Yes. And then Instagram is uppercase Chase. I should be more consistent with my tags, but that's okay. It's okay. All of mine are different. <laughs> oh, no. I have Sexplanations, Tumbling Doe, LTD. Yeah. You know, I'm whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. If they want to find you, they will make it happen. Yeah, you can literally just put Chase Ross on Google. I'll show up. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's like, if I want to talk to Chase Ross, all I have to do is put penis conversations. <laughs> and you're there. I will fly to you. Aww. You just tell, hey, come and talk to me about penises. Sure, where do you live? <laughs> I'll fly right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so awesome of you. You're great. Okay, so first, we have... This awesome question that is a shout out to our biggest Patreon people on patreon.com slash explanations podcast, Ben, Donna, Paul, and the Millers. This question is, you know, a dedication to them for you. Are you ready? This is cool. Yes. Now it's time to hold our testes. This one's pretty, I'm going to rank it as easy, but... (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) But there are going to be people out there who do not know the answer. And maybe you're one of them. Whatever. During fetal development, every penis starts off as A, a vagina, B, a clitoris, C, a metis, which is the opening of the urethra, or D, none of the above. B. Yay! You got it! All my credibility is out the door if I can't answer that question. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, because you're not here because I think that you're a penis expert. You're here because I think we'll have a nice conversation together. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Because we know each other from a few messages on Twitter. That's how I meet everyone, honestly. That's a a true friendship. That's the meaning of the internet, honestly. (laughs) Right? I um, thought that you might get that one because it was uh, pretty straightforward, so I came up with another one. Ready? Yes. Bonus question. When a penis isn't erect and it's in a resting state, it is called A, hiding, B, circumcision, C, flaccid, or D, abstinence. C. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) You like my other option? I love the other abstinence. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, it's hiding. Uh, <laughs> it's scared spooky. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about how little people know because I put a Twitter poll out recently asking mm. at what age people found out that it's not typical to urinate out of the vagina. Mm-hmm. And it was shocking. I saw that. <sighs> it was very shocking. Yeah. Yep, yep. Almost, I think, 8,000 responses and half of them were as post-puberty people. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. And I think 10% of them found out at that moment when they read the question. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So that's There's... like 800 people just learned that vaginas aren't a source of urine. You cannot pee out semen. I had really good sex ed in high school based, like, comparing to some people that I know. But we didn't really – we learned about the anatomy, but we never really learned about the urethra. So it, it took me a while to, to understand like where the urethra is and that you don't actually pee from your vagina. Yeah, well, yeah. it's hard to find. Yeah. And the way that you would really locate it is by peeing. And so you have to like have your face in the mirror down there while you're urinating. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just imagining everyone after doing that, the 10% of people who just found out now, they're just like, wait a minute, what? And then they... <laughs> well, here's the thing. In the poll, I don't say the urethra at all. All I say is that it doesn't come from the vagina. And so a lot of people messaged me and they're like, yeah, I thought it comes from the clitoris. It's like, oh, damn it. So like they don't know where it comes from yet. 
Oh. They just know that it's not the vagina. Huh. I know. Out of the clitoris. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can understand. That makes a little yeah, yeah. sense because, you know, the urethra comes out of a penis and mm-hmm. the penis is the erectile tissue yeah, yeah. homologous to a clitoris. But yeah, no, different. Um, so more education to be done. I tried to positively reinforce people who did know by saying that Anyone who has watched all episodes of this explanation's YouTube channel could call themselves a sexual scholar. So we'll see. That's nice. I like that. Motivate you. Go watch and learn. Learn what a urethra is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. I also wrote down some open-ended questions about penis, but we can talk about anything you want, really. Can I ask these of you, though, first? Absolutely. Favorite word for penis? Peen. Peen? Oh, yes. Really? I'm not even joking. I love that word. No hesitation either. Right there. Peen. Yeah. Why? I I feel like the word penis is too formal Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like peen just encompasses everything, like prosthetics and like my peen and other people's peens and everything, whereas penis I I associate more with like non-trans people. And, like, not prosthetics in my mind. No idea why, but I also think peen is just a really funny word. It so, is. And it, like, makes people laugh, and it's kind of not super inappropriate, so I can make a joke about it, you know? So it's like, my peen, and people are like, what did you just say? You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> but is that penis in another language? I don't th- maybe, but... Um, no, it's like penne or something like that. In French, it's just penis. So it's it's not, but I just, I have no idea where I got the word peen from, but. You like it. I love it. I also like the word wiener. <laughs> I'm not a very serious person, if you can tell. I, um. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I was like, Jesus is going to say something hard, like cock or dick. But no. Nope. I'm the opposite over here. My dad, I grew up with my dad saying wiener a lot. Like, oh, don't look at me. My wiener's out. And he would just like walk, like if he forgot his underwear or something, he was like walking to the bathroom. He's like, my wiener. He used to just always use this word wiener. I don't know why. Um, so I grew up with the word wiener. So I just really like it. And I like using it out of context, like when you're talking about hot dogs. But then I say wiener. But then you know what I'm talking about, you know. Um, so I just like, it's not that I think that penis is I shouldn't use this word because mm-hmm. it's like a bad word. It's mm-hmm. inappropriate. It makes oh, it makes me giggle. Penis, haha. Not at all. I would say it. It's not a problem for me. But I just think that for other people too, it's funny when I use the word peen. And just you know, I just really like that word. I like the word cock too. But I don't. That's like, that's like, like that's not your go-to. Uh, that's not my go-to. No, peen. Wow. <laughs> you did not see that coming, I did and I not, love it. And your I'm face so was happy like. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> your face was so shocked. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Well, because uh, I think that when people imagine penises, we always think of them hard, like when people Mm. graffiti them onto the dust of a car or on each other's (laughs) bodies. It's always an erect penis. True. And so peen is so very flaccid to me. Oh, no. To me, it's everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's flaccid. It's hard. It's in the middle. (laughs) It's (laughs) finishing. It's semi. Happy. It's small, it's big, it's a prosthetic. Yeah, I like it. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) Because peen, for me, in terms of prosthetics, doesn't necessarily mean the one that you use for sex. It can also mean packers and STPs, like stand to pee devices that Mm -hmm. like trans masculine people would wear to like help dysphoria. Mm -hmm. So to me that peen is like literally like anything. How are you spelling it? P-E-E-N. (laughs) Aww. Which you would have to know because you probably tweeted it. All the time. <laughs> All the time. I'm pretty sure, like, um, I did a podcast and I called it the peen podcast, the peen cast or something like that. Oh. I, I use this word a lot. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, then we're talking about peen and <laughs> not penis. So what is a peen? You've answered for me already. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Is that different than a penis? No, I think it's just that it's... I really like umbrella terms. Yeah, you because think it's it, more encompassing. I think so. I think it encompasses everyone's body that would identify as having something other than like a vagina and a clitoris that they don't like to call those words yeah. like the actual words. They like to use other words. So like pain, like for me, I'm trans and I'm not comfortable using the word like 
clitoris to talk about my own body. Okay. But using the word peen, like, I, I know what's there and I know what it looks like, but peen makes me feel way more empowered. It makes me feel better about my body and it helps my dysphoria a lot. And I feel like I can, like, embrace myself in a sexual way way more. I just, I keep thinking of Mr. Bean. And it's <laughs> Mr. Like Bean! Really throwing me off. Can I be Mr. Peen? Can that be me? People, <laughs> you are that now. People have called me the Peen Master on Twitter because I review a lot of prosthetics. So it's like I'm the Peen Master. Oh, it's cute. Oh, it is cute. Yeah. Mr. Bean. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, more questions. Yes. What do you think is intelligent about the design of a peen? Oh, interesting. My voice just cracked. (laughs) Intelligent about the design. Yeah. I have no idea. I think that, like, I just think it's cool that the skin moves. I feel like that, that is like, and I say this, (laughs) hold on, it's just, I don't know how to word this. So I touch a lot of prosthetics. Okay. Right? And I wish that they were different sometimes because the the skin and the silicone doesn't move. It just kind of stays put. Yeah. But penises that aren't prosthetics, the skin moves. And I feel like that's such a a cool feature to have (laughs) as somebody who has a penis, that the skin moves and that it helps the penis get erect. Are you talking really about cool. the skin on the shaft? Yes. In total or specifically foreskin? Foreskin included. Mm-hmm. Like the the just this all the skin, all of it. I know that that sounds so weird, but as somebody who does not have a penis like this, it is a feature that I wish I could have. Let's just go with foreskin. I'm impressed with what foreskin is. Um <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. I like this word that I'm using right now. I'm going to say that foreskin is maybe the coolest anatomical feature on the body. Just the body. Oh yeah. Huh. Why? I mean, Why it's is right it? up there with eyelids and teeth and That's yeah. so funny that you say that cuz not like this is related when like trans men have bottom surgery and they have phalloplasty, you can't have foreskin. Like they can't make foreskin. So the penises always end up looking cut and circumcised. Why? They can't do foreskin. But why? I, I didn't, this is the, what, why? I know. It's, it, it hurts me because it, when I have bottom surgery, I want foreskin so badly. Like all the prosthetics that I buy have foreskin. They don't move, but it's there. What? I don't understand why though i know i think the skin would just fuse together if they added but what i have heard when don't quote me on this but i have heard this that the only skin that they could potentially use to make foreskin would be your eyelids so <laughs> it's funny that you say use that other people's eyelids that's true i have no idea why People die all the time, and they're organ donors. Why can't they give up their eyelids? They should. I wonder if it's because it's not your own skin, that there is still a rate of rejection that could happen even if it's your own skin. So if you're adding someone else's skin on top of your skin that you're already harvesting from somewhere else on your body. um, This doesn't make any (laughs) sense to me. I'm just telling you, like, straight up, I don't support this science i want to know i want foreskin (laughs) i'm serious because it is so important to me like it uh since college when i watched a documentary called whose body whose rights and realized that people were having their foreskin removed without any medical necessity that's when i just went bonkers and Mm. i was like why are we doing this and then when i hooked up with someone who had a foreskin i i wanted to give head all the time. Like, if you don't have foreskin, it's work. But if you have foreskin, oh it is fun. It is like eating without getting a full belly. Right. you just like, mm, mm, food, food. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Like, same with penetrative sex of my vagina or anus or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ah. It's like, oh, a little extra. my God, it's so fucking good. Yes. All right. right, we're. I'm going to figure this out for you. So just give me some time. Yes. <laughs> Before you before you think about changing anything, just give me give me some time. <laughs> I, that's good. I'm not planning anything right now, so we got time. Okay. It's just it, it just it makes me sad, honestly, that a lot of people want foreskin who have phalloplasty and they they don't have that technology available yet. I don't understand why they can't use your own current foreskin. 
I have no idea. There is a different type of bottom surgery called metoidioplasty, and that's just it's basically a clitoral release. So they cut the ligaments under, uh-huh. and then they kind of you can have uh, like testicle implants if you want and testicular implants, and then they also can do a vagin- vaginectomy. So they just close up your hole and change your urethra path- passage and yeah. put it through the clitoris, which is now the peen. And <laughs> there is foreskin technically there. Yeah, but you don't have like like a very large, large like a larger girth or size. Whereas phalloplasty, they're harvesting the skin from like your thigh or your arm to like make a phallus. Uh-huh. So they can't make the foreskin. I have no idea why. It makes me sad though. <sighs> okay. <Yeah>. Moving on. <laughs> we'll We'll get this figured out. Oh, that reminds me, by the way, the reason why I asked you the question about fetal development is because I... Um, wanted to talk about the rafe, also called a raffi, and how you can tell that um, the embryo was everyone was a female at one point because you can see the the fusion of the labia closing in the scrotum called a rafe. It's also on the underbelly of the shaft of a penis. Mm. So we all know we're all female at one point in time. It's all there, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. My next question for you is, what do you think is unintelligent about the design of a peen? <laughs> the way that you look at me when you say it, I just, I can't. I love it. What is unintelligent? I think that something that might be more annoying would be spontaneous erections. I feel like that might be something that's not great for a lot of people to enjoy, um, especially if it just happens in your day-to-day, but usually it's in the morning, right, that people get an erection, and I feel like that might be the one thing that people aren't really too keen about having. That probably is the least intelligent design. (laughs) The feature, I'm just, I can't, the way that we're talking about, I just, I imagine this, like, peen just, like, in front of us, and we're, like, inspecting it with, like, a, like, a ruler, and, like, a, like, we're poking it, we're like, "Mm, not smart, I don't like this feature. Next. (laughs) Change this feature. It's like a prototype. I don't like how it's so close to the asshole. Oh, why? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I like that the asshole is full of nerve endings. Yes. And is a an orifice that can be penetrated. Mm-hmm. But to have your pleasure center and your defecation center right next to each other. Mm. Or the same thing with urination, right? Like, oh, eh, yeah. like why did you do that? That's a good point. Okay. Not that I'm changing my answer, but like part two would probably be that the urination, the urethra. Yeah. Like why don't you urinate out your asshole? Like it's already there. Like there's already. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Just have a separate hole for the semen. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Because that's not fun when you have a dick in your mouth and you can taste urine. Some people like that. No shame (laughs) at all. I know people who are into that. That's cool. No king shaming at all. Um, You just don't want it. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good to not taste taste the urine. I could taste my own urine if I really wanted to, you know. I mean, that's another kink. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Absolutely not. True. So true. Okay. Uh, oh, my last question is favorite penis, question mark. Favorite penis? <laughs> yeah. Like your favorite peen out there in the world. Do you have a favorite? You know... Now I'm, think- I'm thinking about, like, all of my prosthetics that I have at home, and that's the only thing that I can think of. And it's, it's like, is that what you, like, is that how you want me to answer the question? Or do you want me to, like, actually, like, like I like uncircumcised No, 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 peens, no, 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 like- no. Like, if there is a peen in the world that is your favorite, which is, it's, this is so fascinating. So I did a podcast with my friend Kanan, and we were talking about the Philological Museum in Iceland, which is full of penises. and. Ooh. At the end of the video I did about this museum, I asked the curator what his favorite penis was, and he he mentioned one of the specimens without saying his own. And Kanan goes, if you had asked me that, I would have said my own penis is my favorite. And so, I, I don't know. I just wonder. That's interesting. Know, and it's what's so cool about your responses. You're like, I have all of these. I literally have them all. So they're technically all mine. Yeah. So my favorite penis is mine, but I have a choice in telling you which one it is. So, <laughs> and they're, they're, I, there's multiple. Like, I have a wall of dicks. Like, I do videos in front of this wall of dicks. Like, there's like four shelves and there are wieners everywhere. And these are yours or these are props? No, these are mine. Like, <laughs> so you literally have your peens on the wall. 
literally. Wait, is peens the, the plural of peen? Yes, I think so. Peens. Peeni. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> peens. I would say peens. Yeah, because companies send me the peens and the prosthetics and the packers and all of those things to review. So I use them. I test them. Um, if they're prosthetics for sex, I do the sex <laughs> with them. And then I review them and then I put them on my wall. And this helps me kind of remember all the ones that I have. So when I do comparison videos, um, I can talk about like, oh, yeah, I tried this one and that one did that and that one did that. And I can always talk about like what features I liked the most. So I have a lot of peens. And I love when people come over and they see this wall that I have. Like, it's famous. And I love this wall so much. My dad came over Mm -hmm. and he watches my reviews. And I love him so much because he always writes the same comment oh my, every time he watches one of my reviews, I love him so much. And he came over and he saw my wall and he would just like, he just looked so shocked and he was like, like, just like side eyed it, but it was really cute. He knows that this is what I do and he's like, whatever, do whatever you need to do and this is your life and, you know, this is cool. But it's it's just cool that people come over and I'm like, the first thing that I want to show them is my peen wall because it's in my bedroom. The first thing I see when I wake up is my peen wall. <laughs> Because I I am having some envy here. I'm also, maybe you're too young for this. Do you know the movie? So I'm having envy. This is the one emotion. Then I'm also having this flashback to a movie called Return to Oz. Have you uh, seen it? No, I have not. It's a nightmare. Um, it's a follow-up to The Wizard of Oz, but a really scary version. And in it, there is an evil character that collects the heads of maidens. And so in her closet, she has all these maidens' heads that she can take out of these glass boxes and put on her neck if she wants to trade out heads so that she she can look... Oh, my gosh. That's me. (laughs) Anyway... Um, this flashback is correct. This is basically me. I like look on my wall and oh, what am I feeling today? <laughs> yeah. So I have envy there. I mean, there's like part of it where I'm totally judging you and like, hmm, you've cut off the heads of maidens. Yes. And the other word is like, huh, you've cut off the heads of maidens. <laughs> so exciting. I love my peen collection. I love it so much. I look at it and I'm so proud of it. I'm so, like, I look, I'm like, and I remember, like, all of the, like, sexual adventures that I've had with each wiener. Like, it's just so fun because it's also, like, it's a little reminder. Ah, it's so cool. Yeah. Because I can't do that. I can't just take my genitals off and have, well, first of all, have multiples of them and then put them behind me because the internet would freak out. They would. Yeah. I mean, my videos get age-restricted, so I don't really use the wall anymore. Unfortunately, it makes me really sad. Mm. But, you know, it's still there. I still see it. I take pictures sometimes. Because your dick is all over the wall. That's true. Yeah. Not in a box. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love the wall. It's amazing. I feel like I need to show you a picture so that you can react. I'm okay. We have (laughs) a computer here. What do I look up? If you just go to... um, Peen wall? Just go right uppercase chase, the Mm -hmm. Bono Case Chase the Bono. Yeah, like all like uppercase Chase one word, then the Bono. I did a review of it's called the Bono. It is now called the Joystick. The company changed the name. That okay. is my favorite peen for sex. It has literally changed my entire life. That is my go-to. Hey guys, welcome to part two. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! I just peeked at the mic for Callie. Oh, my gosh. It has grown from that. That review was a year ago. I have more peens than that now. I have actually too many that they overlap each other, so sometimes I have to take some off the shelf and put them in it. I am looking at your genitals right now. You are. I love it. It makes me so happy. I I know that that's (laughs) weird. You're such an exhibitionist. (laughs) Okay, wait. Let me see. What am I... It makes me happy because most of those are actually prosthetics to help dysphoria for, like, packing. So, like, when trans mask individuals, like, feel like they need to have something in their pants to, like, resemble having a peen, Mm -hmm. I'm able to show them different prosthetics and show them, like, the different features and stuff like that. And that's that's my job, and I love my job so much. Like, I've always wanted to do this, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, my dream came true, and I get to tell people which dicks to buy. 
and like tell them like which like there's one that's twelve dollars and you'd think like mm, twelve dollars that not that good but that's the best buy because it's like one of the best ones for the cheap price but then there's some that are literally five hundred dollars and those ones are great but they're five hundred dollars not a lot of people can afford that especially trans people not a lot of trans people have a lot of money especially younger trans people so getting the twelve dollar one is a good it's a best buy it it brings me joy to know that people like are able to watch these videos and understand like the different functions of different stand to pee device, different packers, different prosthetics for sex. There's also masturbators that are on that shelf somewhere, the top mm. shelf left. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like the fleshlight, but for yeah. trans men, so it's smaller. Yeah. Like, the hole is smaller. Yeah. These are. Hmm. I am looking at your genitals. I feel like people listening to this are going to be like, oh, hold up. I need to see <laughs> this wall of dick. So <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay. So question about respect. If I were to get a $12 one of these and wear it for the experience, mm-hmm. is that offensive? I don't think so. Um, originally it, the, the prosthetic was actually made by the company Fleshlight and it was made as a gag gift as a prop from what I understand. And then trans individuals found it and bought it. And now it is one of the most popular packers out there. Um, and I don't think that it would be offensive to buy it just to feel the experience. Um, cause I think that it's not like you're making fun of the dysphoria that some trans people have. You just want to know what it feels like. I don't think that that's offensive at all. I think it's cool. I think it's like, yeah, you want to know what it feels like. Why not? Okay. Yeah. It's like people put like sock in their underwear just to see what a bulge would look like. It's like a packer can be very similar. Some people can't afford a packer. They use a sock, right? So. Or like tissue in your bra. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I'm fascinated. Even the ones for sex, like a lot of them that I have are different skin tones. So like they match my skin tone and some people would rather not use prosthetics like that that are like that have a skin tone because they want something that's maybe less realistic um but they might want to know what it's like to like have sex with something that's more realistic and i don't think that that's like that's not offensive at all i think that that's just different experiences like people just want to know what it feels like i have definitely had my partners who identify as female like they wanted to do this i didn't force them but to like try on a binder and like try a packer they're like i want to know what it's like to pee with this thing like it's 500 dollars. how good can it be and then they tried it and she was like oh my god this is this is so cool this is really cool to be able to pee standing up because some of also some of the cheapest like stand to pee devices are actually marketed towards like women who go camping and like go to concerts and don't want to use a porta potty or just don't want to squat so they use this funnel and there's one called like the go girl for example that one is like a very cheap stp device that some trans individuals could use wow yeah i mean i've seen those and i've seen these i you know i would like a rainbow colored one preferably oh, same oh i want one um, so badly a rainbow colored one there's there's a company that makes one i'm like please send me that's flaccid? No. Oh, I have the erect one. Mm. But you want them to send it to you. You want them to be like, hey. I want to use it. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, there's one company that does do a purple and a blue, um, like yes. flaccid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a pink. Yes. I've seen a pink. Yes, yes. Which I like. I like that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Huh? I would, huh? I would huh? love it to be customizable. You know In how you can way? like customize shoes, like Vans and Converse. You can put like your own designs on them. Yeah, oh, it'd be so cool if you could do that with wieners. Like, Why can't you? I don't know. So Sharpies are for <laughs> true. Yeah, I have. Um, had there at VidCon, I think VidCon or NerdCon, someone came with a dildo and they had me sign it. Somebody asked me to sign their Bono, the joystick that I, the review that you just looked at. There you go. They, but it was a joke, and I was like, um, I'm like, that's really expensive. It's like really expensive. <laughs> but they were joking, but I, I was going to do it. I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. I've signed people's butts before. <laughs> <laughs> you know who we could talk to is Kenton. He makes silicone toys, mm. and because he is a one man operation at this point, he can design it to be whatever you want. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, his phalluses, he puts um, like rainbow ribbon inside. So it's just a shriek of rainbow on the inside of a clear dildo. Wow. Yeah. So you could get one and say, okay, I want it to be opaque white or whatever Mm. color. And then you could customize it like Converse. (laughs) 
customize your peen like your shoes. we could contact Converse and say, hey, if you, you know, we're looking to move beyond feet. We need to copyright this. This is trademarked right now. (laughs) Or we can make them, um, like, print designs of peens on their shoes. Oh, I would wear the hell out of those shoes. <gasps> if it had like, not my wall, but like different like wieners kind of floating around, I would love shoes that have that. I'm just, why don't I just do, I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to, because you can just customize it. I just Chase wonder. Chase what size shoes do you have? <laughs> I wear a seven and a half women's. <laughs> I have <Okay>. small feet. <laughs> <laughs> there will be some converse coming your way, undoubtedly. Peen shoes. <laughs> oh I my love gosh. it. <laughs> It's so happening. There's actually a company that, so there's, some some people don't wear briefs. So when you pack with like a flaccid peen, you need to hold it somewhere. Like where's it? It's going to fly out of your pants, which has happened. So um, (laughs) you wear like packing underwear. So there's like a slot that you can put the packer in. Or there's these little pouches that they sell. And you can put the peen in there and then you kind of clip it to your underwear. So it doesn't move, which is really great. And one of the companies contacted me. It's called the Joey. And they contacted me and they were like, we want to put your face on one of these. And I was like, uh-huh, yes. Uh, and they did. Uh, so there's two pack like packing pouches that have my face on them. How do them. I see those? Just go to getyourjoey.com. Get your yeah. Joey? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm and so excited my, for you. <laughs> my face. So my face is on people's genitals. <laughs> And that's, like, my favorite thing in the world. There's two designs. There's one that's, like, my face and then my cat's face. And then another one that's just my face and it's kind of like, um, I think it's like an Andy Warhol kind of, like, a paint canvas looking thing. Um, ah, they have lots of designs. Oh, like they do. Pandas, pineapple. They have rainbows and trans flag and stuff like that. And it's pretty cool. Oh, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> With green hair. Yes. Oh, I changed oh, my green hair and a lot. Blonde. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My hair was purple like three days ago. Oh, you ago. did do purple. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, I'm collecting sex educators with purple hair because it seems to be something that all the sex educators I know have gone through some sort of purple hair phase. And I want to take photographs of all of us and put them together. Yes. that's a, Yes, I do purple quite often. Oh, so. there you are. And your, and your cat. I know. That's, her name is Beauty. <laughs> so people have beauty on their junk. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. So my favorite thing is that people literally put their penises inside me. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea how like amazing this feels for me. Like like I feel like I've made it into this world now because people get to have my face on their junk and they put their wieners in me. Wow. <laughs> you have made it in this world. It just like this is everything I've ever wanted, you know. <laughs> My dad would be so proud. I've n- I haven't shown him the 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 packing pouches because I feel like yeah we're not there yet. But I feel like now I need to really I need to tell him about it because he would think that that's so cool. Like he saves all the newspaper like little clips and stuff like that that I'm in and like it's cute. Um, he's very proud of me and I love it. And I feel like this would just be like he would want one like to put up on the wall. Like he would frame it and be like my kid has a pouch with his face on it and people put their wieners in it. <laughs> People would be so. He would. My dad, like birthdays and stuff like that. You know, like the hats, the birthday hats. He would put Mm -hmm. them on his titties, and he'd be like, "Yeah, you know." My dad's very goofy, and he put them on his head. Like two of them, be like, "Look, I have titties on my head." (laughs) I think this is why I am the way I am, and why I'm so comfortable talking about so many different like sex topics. Whereas a lot of trans people that I know might not be so open to talking about Mm -hmm. these things. So I'm very blessed that my dad has been so weird my whole life. I love him. That's wonderful. Oh, shout out to your dad. Cool. Yeah. That's a great gift. This is, I mean, it's an Andy Warhol. Yes. Version of you. It's pretty. It could be wall art. It should be. I mean, you could even get him a peen to put in it and then frame the whole thing in like a shadow box (laughs) so that he could really have like the complete, you know? That's true. Yeah, I should. Dad, I know how much you love my walls, so I made you a mini one. That's cute. Yes. I should do that. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) But, you know, it would make a great video for YouTube. (laughs) Not clickbait. Gives my dad a wiener. (laughs) I gave my dad a wiener, not clickbait. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're going to see it's going to be a video in, like, the next six months. (laughs) I hope so. What do you have happening on your channel? Um, so I have a lot of reviews coming out, um, usually. So every month I have like two reviews that come out. 
of Whoa. different prosthetics. Oh, no, I review them all. Like the companies send them to me. I'm also sponsored by Early to Bed. Like they're everyone always thinks I'm saying Early Tibet, but I'm saying oh, early, early to, to bed. bed. They're like my favorite toy company. I love them so much. They're so trans friendly, and they go to the Philadelphia Trans Health Conference every year. So so trans friendly, so great. Um, So they send me all their new stuff they send to me. And sometimes it's not even trans related. They're like vibrators and stuff like that. I'm like, good, because some trans people don't want things that like look like anatomical wieners. Mm -hmm. They want things that like are pink and vibrate. And look like a dolphin. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's I do that. And then I talk a lot about like different things related to trans things. Like I made a video called Transition Doubts where I talk about, like, how it's normal to have doubts about your own identity and your transition and how I struggled with that so much when I was younger because I was like, well, I'm doubting myself. Trans people don't doubt themselves. I guess I'm not trans. But then you just go into this whole circle, but I think I'm trans, but I'm not. So it's, like, it's just a vicious cycle. But I wanted to make that video to, like, let people know that you're not alone because I went through that and it was hell. Oh, my God. For years. Yes, no, yes, no. Mm, It's not fun. But it's normal. It happens. Yeah. If somebody would have told me, oh, it's it's fine to doubt yourself, oh, okay, then I would have been fine, you know, and I wouldn't have been torturing myself for three years. But anyways. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge gift that you gave to others. My whole purpose on YouTube is to be the person that I needed when I was younger. And Same. Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, nothing online about trans people like the, the there is now. There are so many trans people online now. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. So much content. So many different experiences. Like, I'm one trans person. My life is different from every other trans person's mm-hmm. life, right? So we're all different. So it's really cool that there's so many different experiences out there. But I'm glad to say that I am that person. Like, if 15-year-old me was watching the videos that I'm making now, I would be so different. Like, I would be the same person, but I would have been able to, like, figure myself out a lot easier and quicker. Wow. Yeah. All good. 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 You did it. You are. You have accomplished your goal. Yeah. And it's – I'm not stopping. I love it. Like, in August last year, I did a video every day. Um, but it was a trans 101 topic every single day of August. It took a while to do, but it was really fun to do. And in those videos, I talk about like different topics like hormone blockers. And I talk about things for youth and like parents of trans kids and like trying to help them and things like that. Wow. I just like throw that educational content. I'm like, yeah, I'm funny with wieners, but also trans people are real. Like, you know. What do you think of the Sexplanations trans content? Do you think we're missing? I mean, obviously we're missing a ton because you could tell you you have whole channels on it. Right. That's true. Um, I think that I've seen, I think, one mm-hmm. um, and I was pretty impressed. Which one did you see? Do you oh remember? God, I don't remember? Like early on with Acton? No. Where I interviewed Acton? No, I don't think so. I hope you watch that one because it was picked up by Upworthy and it's really sweet. Okay. And he talks about how he works as a small engine mechanic and with a bunch of dudes. And this was all happening during transition and how his boss had everybody use male pronouns and treat him like a dude. Wow. That's awesome. I'm going to watch that after this podcast. Hyper-masculine Montana. It's pretty cool. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic to be in like a, in Montana. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because, so I do talks a lot across the United States and Mm -hmm. I, in Europe too. And a lot of the questions that I get after my talks are how to be a good ally or what do you think of this? Or like, what do you think of this topic? Mm -hmm. But the, the questions that I got when I did my talk in Montana were not sad, but they were sadder and like more people are struggling more here. And it was, it was very like hard for me to answer those questions because I was trying not to cry. And like they, they were just like my parents and across the United States, parents don't accept their kids who are trans. That happens all the time. But the way that people explained it here was different. It was like another level. I don't know why it was just different, but like there's somebody who um, came out to their parents. Parents don't accept them, but now they're starting hormones and their parents don't know and they don't know what to do. They don't know if they should tell them, but the way that they were talking about it was just like, it was just scary. And then there was a lot of talk about religion. And I think that religion was like a really big issue for a lot of people here. Whereas in other places, like in Boston, it's like, yeah, my parents are religious, but I live in Boston. I live in a big city. So it's like, I can get away from them. So it was, there is a different dynamic here. Do you go to the South at all? 
I've been to Virginia. That's the Virginia was like the Farthest. the southern southernest <laughs> talk that I've ever done, and um, the there weren't many questions. It was more about trans visibility, the mm-hmm. talk that I did there. So it was more talking about like representation in the media. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the explanation I would give for Montana is that Missoula in particular is a safe haven mm-hmm. for a lot of the LGBT community. We're a blue dot in a red state. And so yes. people will come from all over to transition here or to um, express their identities to the fullest. And it's also the first time that they that there is visibility that's accessible to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think it actually speaks a lot to the progress being made that they're willing to ask you those questions or that they're they're thinking about those things because it means that they're, you know, they feel safe with you and they feel safe to come to your talk. And that's kind of cool. Absolutely. It was, the, the talk was honestly amazing because there were a lot of parents there too yeah. with their kids. And I... Internally, it makes me so happy and I want to cry in a good way. Like it just, I'm so happy that your parents are here and they're supporting you. And then after the talk, like people come up to me, they hug me, they want to take a picture, talk to me, whatever. And a lot of the parents come and they like have tears in their eyes and they're like hugging me. And they're like, you literally saved my kid's life. I don't know how to handle this because it's I it's a lot of responsibility and I feel like I, like I didn't do that. But when I see parents like supporting their kids so much and like, driving three hours to come here to like watch a talk by some random YouTuber who's trans. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so cool to see that it is changing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks for being a leader in that. Oh. <laughs> That's a big deal. It's, it's a lot of power to have, but it's also really cool to like meet people and to like tell them that it's okay to be trans and that I'm a real trans adult and I have a life other than just being trans. And I think that that parents really appreciate that. Because they think that their kids are going to be depressed because all you see about trans people in the media is that trans people aren't doing too good, you know, mm-hmm. they die and stuff like that. So having somebody who like, I have a master's degree in sociology, I did research, I do YouTube, I work at a running store, you know, I'm a runner when my knee isn't hurting. Like I have other mm-hmm. passions in life other than just being trans and it's not just about my transition. So I think it really helps people. You're happy and you get along with your dad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My dad with the wieners. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I think that's really beautiful. Okay, so any last words on penises before we do – and peen and, and dick and cock before we do kegels? What's your favorite word for penis? Definitely cock. Yeah? I like it. You like you like the cock? <laughs> I do. And I like – um. Saying cocking, like cock as a verb, as in, oh, I just got cocked really well, or I just got a good cocking. I love it. I've never heard that before. Oh, my God. I love it. Mm. That's so great. (laughs) I don't think I have anything else to say about peen. Um, Maybe just the assumption that not everyone who presents as male has a peen. That's probably, like, because a lot of people who present as male, like me, I mm-hmm. identify as a man. Um, but I don't have what people would normally see as a peen. And I use the word normally as mm-hmm. what people imagine what a penis looks like. Because there's a lot of assumptions about genitals and trans people and genitals in general on people. So it's a little vague. Yeah, and I, I'm i curious what it's going to look like in five, <sighs> ten years from now. Because I think that... People are going to detach a little bit more from the idea that gender and anatomy mm-hmm. have to look like one linear path. And so it's going to be really exciting. I can't wait. It, yeah. there, there's nowhere else to go but forward. It's yeah. going to change. Everything has changed so much in the last, like, even last three years, even the last year. It's crazy. It's great. Um, so I, I also, I'm, I'm excited for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Language change, body yes, body acceptance, all sorts of good stuff. Yes. Okay, so kegels. Mains, uh, uh, uh. You ready? <laughs> Basically, we just do this as a group. People are listening every week to get their, you know, their exercise on. I'm so excited for this. Crotch sizes. Um, we usually do them in a different way every time if we can. And I was thinking it would be cool if you could list off different peen companies or styles or brands, and for each one, we'll do a kegel. 
Okay. Can you think of that many off the top of your head? I got you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that look. I got you. So I'll name um, a company, Uh and then I can just, like, I'll name a a company and a prosthetic that's associated with that company. Is that what you want? Or, like, Yeah, can you you do a dozen? How many can you do? I can do a dozen, but it'll some of them will be the same company. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You can do whatever. You just say the things. Okay. And we'll do the kegels. Okay. So I'll start right now? Yeah. Okay, so Transthetics has a prosthetic called the joystick. So that's the... <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I just looking did at me like, three kegels. <laughs> <laughs> cool. There you go. Um, they also have one that is called the EZP, the EZP Junior, and then the Rod. Then there's the New York Toy Collective that has the Pierre the Archer, and the um, Shiloh, and the Ellis, (laughs) and the Carter. (laughs) And then there is the Mr. Limpy, which is the $12 one that I was talking about. Okay. Then there is the Sailor. (laughs) I'm thinking about the Real Magic. This is a company, has um, very expensive STP that they just call the STP. They don't have a cool name for it, unfortunately. And just a classic packer. Unfortunately, they need to come up with cooler names. And then there is the bro sleeve. There is the blue Valentine love, um, <laughs> blue blue Valentine love pill, love pill. That's I was like, <laughs> love a, pill. It's, yeah, it's a masturbator. Okay, the love pill. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there is gender cat. Now gender cat has the amaze balls. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say that is my favorite packer, just to like plug them. It's the out best. of all of that, out of all, it's the one I wear literally every single day. It it, it like self. There's an, a self adhesive. You could do another one for this, <laughs> um, and it adheres to your body, so you could just wear any type of boxers, <laughs> and then it, it it just stays on you. And the balls are with coconut oil. How, how much does it cost? Three hundred and eighty five dollars. It's a little expensive, but it's worth it. If it was five hundred dollars, I would buy it. Um, they also have other prosthetics on that, like semi-hard and hard and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Other companies. I'm like literally going through my wall. Oh, yes. There's the Mustang. Then good Then there's name. the Goodfella. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there is, those are from those, co- the Nexus, the Real Doe, the Field Doe, <laughs> the Share. So these are all like prosthetics that you could put in you and then in the person. Mm-hmm. So like double-sided. Which are, which are fun. A lot of people like those. Um, oh, the captain. I, like, I <laughs> love your smile the, during the, this. The captain is like very girthy, but it's good. Yeah. Any other ones I can think of? Oh, there's the company Freetum. They have a bunch of different ones like the Sleek, the Rogue, the Natural. That one's uncut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Snoop. They have a packer that's the Snoop has a very big foreskin. It's, I don't know why. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, that's great. Yep. I don't think I've had anyone kind of count the kegels for me, and so it's very <laughs> lovely being directed. I don't. I'm e- always on the <laughs> other side. I don't know how many I gave you. So there's the buck off and the kiss X. And there are two more. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus kegels. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Aww. That's a huge list. Yeah. And that's like not e- – like I have more than those. Those are the ones that I could think of right now. Impressive. Well done. There's a lot. I'm proud of my peen knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed by it. You're the perfect person to talk about dick with. Ah. That makes me feel so good inside. You have no idea. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you came here. That's really cool. Uh, any thoughts on sexter credit that we can give the audience? A little homework so you don't forget it. Here's Dr. Sexter credit. An assignment for them to do before the next podcast. Interesting. What do you usually give them as assignments? Do oh, you- there's no usual. They do. <laughs> the very first assignment that people got was to get a journal so that they could track all the assignments that would come Cute. after. Um, but yeah, there's no there's no set anything. I think it would be fun if people packed, but mm. I don't want to be offensive. Like, I think that's really important to think about intention. Because I wonder how other trans people, because I, I would understand wanting to try it, um, but I don't know if other trans people would be offended by that. I have no idea. I know that people in my circle, like, we've talked about things like this before, and it's, like, it's it's funny. Like, it's interesting to, like, see someone else kind of experience it in, like, a very, like, an interesting way. But mm-hmm. I I have no idea how other trans people would feel. So maybe, like, uh, I, I think, like, 
having people maybe look up prosthetics and just like seeing what's out there just to like because there's a whole world yeah. of prosthetics that exists and it's like really into like different packers different size different colors they definitely need to look at your wall and your oh, yeah. YouTube channel and your website. Just to plug myself. Yeah, just go watch my Trans 101 series. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do have and four videos. And you because yeah. then they can see the word peen in action. True. Yeah. And in my Trans 101 series, I have four videos on prosthetics. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have prosthetics for youth because mm-hmm. there are ones that are smaller for like people who are smaller or who are just younger mm-hmm. and then there's for teens and adults and then there's stand to pee devices and then there's prosthetics for sex so there's four prosthetics yeah i don't mess around <laughs> no thank you that's what a huge gift to the world you're an inspiration oh, thank oh you. my gosh my favorite is that you still have my face on the packing pouch on your screen i, I love do because yes. i love it yes. it's so cool i'm trying to think like what could i do with it well i guess wear it right yeah. They also have ones that don't have a hole in the front, so you can just kind of put a packer in there. You can put anything in there. It could be your your coin, your purse, coin purse, purse. Do you know Jesse from Animal Wonders? No, I do not. She is a Complexly creator as well. So Complexly is the company that produces this show, and Animal Wonders Montana has a YouTube channel where it's all about her animal rescue center and learning about different species. Mm. And she has pouches like this, but they're used for her. Sugar gliders, which look like tiny little squirrels. Oh, my goodness. And so the little head part, the like the hole in here where you would put the phallus yes. or the peen is <laughs> where the little sugar glider would pop its head out. And I wonder if she has these peen pockets. And <laughs> oh, this. my God. You know, we, we <laughs> oh, my God. We need to get the one with your face. And then get the little sugar glider guy <laughs> to put its head out of the the hole right by your face. Not to make fun of Peen, but to like just have you oh, of course. and a sugar glider together. Absolutely. So cute. <laughs> They're so cute. But yeah, no, I, I want to learn more. And I, I'm excited about what you're doing in the world and that you're traveling to different places who need a voice to lead them and share experience though that you know there isn't so much isolation that's true i'm even doing a kind of show and tell prosthetic um panel workshop at the philadelphia trans wellness conference this year where people i talk about my favorite prosthetics Mm -hmm. and people get to touch them they're all new the companies are sending me new ones Mm -hmm. but um so they get to touch them because they're so expensive right so you know you never know which one you want to get people buy so many different ones and then they're like none of these worked for me so because they never knew how they felt and stuff like that so this way people get to touch it i'm so excited i can't wait to talk in a room full of 200 people about wieners (laughs) i love this this is my life i love it so much (laughs) well yeah i mean we don't have a live audience here but hopefully this will reach thousands and people will hear your you talking about wieners i love it i'm so glad you had me on your podcast i'm so glad you came to missoula and you made time for this it's really wonderful i love this oh well thank you for being here and thank you to cali and cinema studios for the sound engineering and editing and to complexly for production and to count boogie for the jingles and cora and parl i'm still learning (laughs) 